Mamma Mia subscribers, you've been asking and we've been listening. Now you can get all of your exclusive subscriber audio on Apple Podcasts. That includes everything from bonus episodes of your favourite pods to exclusive segments to all of our audio series. To link your Mamma Mia subscription to Apple Podcasts, open the Mamma Mia Out Loud page in your Apple Podcasts app and follow the prompts or head to help.mamamia.com.au. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. From Mamma Mia, welcome to The Spill, your daily pop culture fix. Hi, I'm Laura Brednick. And I'm Ki Reese, And we have a bit of a special episode for you today because it is Bachelorette season, honeys. We interviewed the 2020 Bachelorette, sisters Ellie and Becky Miles. We asked them, well, how it would work, found out all of the juicy details about their respective boys and even slipped in a diversity question. But first, our entertainment news headlines of the day. Next top model creator Tyra Banks has had a pretty bumpy start to her new gig hosting Dancing with the Stars, but things took a slight turn for the worst on this week's episode. There's actually been an error. I'm looking right now and we have three couples. So we need to clarify this for one second. The bottom two couples are Anne and Keo and Monica and Val. So she announced that Monica Aldama, who is the head coach of Netflix's hit show Cheer, was safe and Monica very happily left the stage. And then there was huge confusion in the control room and Tyra explained what had happened. And it turns out she wasn't safe at all and had to come back out and face the music. Please come back. Please have Monica come back. There's been an error in our control room, but we're making it happen. This is live TV, right? This is the craziness of live TV. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. My jaw is on the ground. It was giving me vibes from, do you remember that in Australia's Next Top Model yes, live finale? Yes, that's the and first Sarah thing I thought of too. Yes. Sarah Murdoch fudged up the winner and it was she was just like mortified. Oh, I really feel for them because that is just the worst. Well, in other Dancing with the Stars news, contestant Anne Heche, who is appearing on the show, has opened up about her infamous relationship with Ellen DeGeneres in a video obtained by People magazine. So the couple met in 1997 at a Vanity Fair party and their public relationship really went on to decimate both their careers, as Anne's talked about here. So she said that she wanted to take Ellen to a big movie premiere that she was attending for her new movie and she was told by the studio that if she took Ellen to the event as her date, that she would lose her movie contract. She ended up taking Ellen, they held hands and they ended up that they were taken out of the cinema before the movie even finished and banned from going to the after party because the studio was so worried that they would get photos of the two women together. She then wanted to say that she and Ellen were in a relationship for three and a half years and the stigma attached to that relationship was so bad that Anne was fired from multi-million dollar movie deals and did not work in a studio picture again for another 10 years. And so it's just a really kind of timely reminder about what was happening in the industry only a couple of decades ago. Yeah, and how much it impacted her career. It's just horrible. Well, um, we don't have any music, but 
Dun, dun, Jesus. Dun, dun, dun. I knew you were going to do like, this. I feel like that was Star Wars when I was trying to do God. Oh, my God. Forgive me, people it's at dun, home. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, actually, it's been so long I can't even remember. <laughs> dun, dun. Anyway, anyway, it's too much. It's too much. So if you didn't catch that, it was a Game of Thrones reference because HBO has announced that the Game of Thrones prequel, which is called House of the Dragon, has cast its first lead role. British actor Paddy Constantine will play King Viserys Targaryen. So known for his work in the HBO drama The Outsider, as well as Netflix Peaky Blinders, Paddy was also nominated for a Tony last year for his work in the Broadway play The Ferryman. So he's got the chops. So the prequel is based on the creator of Game of Thrones, George R.R. Martin, his book called Fire and Blood, and it's set 300 years before the event of the Game of Thrones series that recently ended. And it tells the story of House Targaryen. So that is the mother of dragons, her family. And it is such a juicy story because we saw so many flashbacks in that original series so it's going to be great them bringing this to life we don't have any more details now only that it's scheduled for release sometime in 2022 so we have a little while to go yet but we are all excited move by mamma mia is the exercise app for anybody anywhere and in case you missed it we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favorite sweat sessions Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move, and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. Their casting caused quite the stir earlier this year with many of us not quite comprehending the logistics of not one, but two bachelorettes. And ahead of the show's premiere tonight, we sat down via Zoom with Ellie Miles. So she was a fan favourite on astrophysicist Matt Agnew's season and her sister Becky to find out all of the goss like how's it going to work and what do they think of the franchise's lack of diversity. Here's the interview. Well, welcome Ellie and Becky Miles, our 2020 Bachelorettes. We are so excited to have you here today. Welcome. Thank you so much. It's, we're so happy to be here. Yeah. So just kicking it off, the question that Australia really wants to know at the moment is how is this going to work with two Bachelorettes? Because there's a lot of confusion on our end. Yeah, it's definitely a new dynamic having two Bachelorettes. So essentially, we're meeting all the same guys. And then I guess from that point, we get to know them and they get to know us and then we figure out who we each want to go on dates with and develop connections with and there was definitely no dating the same guy like you know interested in who my sister's interested in making out with the same guys like that's just not what we're all about (laughs) our strategy going forward was just there's two of us and we've got to figure out you know who the guys like too so we met all the guys on the red carpet and, you know, there were a few guys that we were both like, ooh, he's, he's quite cute, but, you know, we're not possessive kind of girls and we've got, like, so much respect for each other and we just wanted to go into the rose ceremony, both, you know, talk to all the guys and just see how we feel. Yeah. And, like, as Becky said, see what see where the guys' heads are at. Like, one of the first things we said to the boys was, look, you know, there's no guidelines on what we should and shouldn't do here kind of thing. Like we're not here to 
battle it out for a guy. Like that's not us. We're both here to support each other on our journeys to find love and we're so lucky that we get to be witness and support each other on this journey. So, you know, when you figure out like who you're interested in, let us know as well because that's going to make things clearer for us moving forward. And then, yeah, then we can get stuck into making connections and getting to know each other a little bit more. Speaking to the fact that you had been on last season, Ellie, was there any kind of kind of pact that you made going into it just to ensure that you always kind of felt like you were aligned on everything together? Because it's two of you going through it. Was there something that you kind of said to each other before you went into it just to make sure that you kept on your target with what you're trying to do, which is find your humans? I think we just want the best for each other. You know what I mean? So like heading into it, I was like, I want Becky to find love and I want to do that next to her as well. You know what I mean? And I think a lot of the guys were quite surprised by how close we were. They're like, oh, wow, like you guys are actually best friends. And one of the things that they would comment on often would be like, I just love your bond. Like I love how, you know, you guys look at each other and you're there to support each other and that kind of thing. So we didn't really need to have that chat going in because we've already got that kind of bond. Like it's, I was never worried about there being drama between us because we don't bite. I feel like it's going to be a really wholesome watch. I just wanted to go in there and give it my all and Mm -hmm. that's exactly what we did. One thing I said to Becky heading into this, and this was a piece of advice I gave to myself going on The Bachelor last year because that was really out of my comfort zone. Like I never thought I would have done that. And I remember just saying to myself, give it your all, like don't leave anything unsaid like be true to yourself and whatever happens you'll know that there's no regrets there and you've done right by yourself I gave that advice to myself again and to Becky and you know that's exactly what we did and you know that's all you can do I think when the announcement of your casting came out, it kind of sprung this big conversation around the need for more diversity across the whole Bachelor and Bachelorette franchise. Not so much sent on you, but that was just something that had kind of been kicking around for quite a while. So was that a conversation that you saw happening and what did you think of it at the time? I don't, we didn't see any of that because we were actually filming in our bubble and we didn't have our phones or anything while that came out but you know I'd love that I'd love for there to be more diversity like that would be incredible you know what I mean like how it's all I reckon I just think we're we're just so lucky that it's been us like we just feel really lucky it's us and they've done something a bit different in taking a chance on on two sisters and I hope everyone you know really loves our show yeah I guess that's a bit of a progressive move in itself so I hope it just keeps heading that way. Well, we've talked about kind of the plus side of being sisters and going into this journey together, but there definitely is a bad side because you would have both lived through your other's past relationships. So my thing is like someone knows you so well and they know that maybe you're going to go for the wrong guy. Was it hard having someone there who knows probably even more than yourself who would be right or wrong for you? No, I know Becky That's one thing that I was very conscious about because like, yeah, we were doing this together, but we're also on like a bit of our separate own love journey. And I was very conscious. Like there were times where Becky was like, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? What do you think? And I'm like, this is, this is your journey. You know, like I was not going to be influencing her in any way. Like I wanted Becky to look back and, you know, know that she made her decisions for herself, not that I was, like, trying to impose something on her. Like, I am very protective of Beck because she has been really hurt in the past. I've seen that and I've, you know, been through that with you. But at the same time, she is such a strong woman and she has evolved and just taken all that on. And I know she can hold 
hold her own. So I just sat back and watched in awe <laughs> with this woman because she's just incredible, you know. Yeah. yeah, like I was like, am I going to have to do like the protective sister thing? But, you know, I just thought, like honestly she just held her own and she, you know, if there was something she wanted to know from the boy, she bloody found out and she, you know, she's incredible. It's funny because I'm the older sister but I've always admired Ellie and, like, oh, I'm going to get teary. Oh, <laughs> That's okay. Sister's stuff is emotional. Yeah. You get teary if you need it to. Is. Yeah, we, <laughs> um, we talk about each other and we get, we get, we teary. get teary. But, yeah, from a young age, Ellie's always been so sure of herself and she's always really stood up for what you believe in. And so I really admire that in Ellie. Like I, I had a bit of a shitty time through school and I, I feel like for me, like it took me a good few years to really, come you know, come own. into my own. and stand up for myself and stop caring about what, what other people thought. And I feel like Ellie, she's always, you know, you've already always known yourself and always been such a strong woman. So I always Thank trust you. that Ellie makes good decisions. Like she hangs around. She's got beautiful friends. You're so positive. Oh <laughs> oh. <laughs> she's not a silly girl. She's a... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you guys, we're getting excited for the series already just listening to this. <laughs> I know. I'm like, you're melting my heart. <laughs> Becky, I was really interested to ask you, stepping into the public eye in this way and taking up the lead of such a big show, when that announcement came out, there are a few headlines buzzing around about your past relationships and breakups and that sort of narrative there. What was that like to kind of be put into the spotlight like that and think like, oh, all of a sudden the media's got this big attention to my life and who I've been dating. Yeah, I am a really private person and I never thought I'd ever do anything like this. Ellie gave me some really good advice like coming out of the show in that in the media things are going to get sensationalized and you know just don't go looking for the bad stuff. Like if if you don't see the negative stuff and you don't let it impact you then like it's not going to affect you. Not everyone's going to like you. Mm. And I think, you know, the important people in your life, they know. Yeah. And, and they're the ones you got to worry about. Who cares about what bloody Joe Blow yeah. has to say about you down the road? Like yeah. who doesn't know you, wasn't there, doesn't know anything about you. You're doing yourself an injustice if you go looking for it and you let it affect you because, yeah. you know, you're living your life and you're running your own race. So that's yeah. what you've got to focus on. And I think at the end of the day for me, like I strive to be I don't know, like a good person. And I think for me, like I know my truth and the people that matter to me are my friends and family. So, mm. yeah, that's what I just try and focus on. You know, we're just normal gals at the end of the day. We're just a couple of normal people. And I think, you know, that might be refreshing for the public to see as well, you know, because I think we're just the girls from down the road or, you know, the chick you see at the gym, like that's friendly, like, you know, we're just normal people. So I hope that that's refreshing for the public to see as well. So, okay, I have the big tough question and the big tough question is, are either of you in love? Ellie, let's start with you. Are you in love? <laughs> we need the tea. And what's oh. his name? No. <laughs> <laughs> just, just between us. Crikey. <laughs> um, honestly, like I, for me, I've only been in love once. And that was a long time ago. And it's very rare for me to get real feelings for someone. Like I don't fall very easily. And I don't think I've felt like this about someone ever. Like I don't think I've felt this connection with someone ever. We're still on the journey to the L word probably. But like I'm so happy. 
Yeah. I think that that's a good way to take it. It's been a fast process. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I like, I guess the thing that I said the whole time, I was like, I just want something real at the end of the day. You know what I mean? Like I want to end up with someone that I want to be with and that wants to be with me and we can give life a real crack together. And I just want real life with someone. You know, I don't want you to tell me you love me because you feel like you need to because we're on The Bachelorette. Like Mm -hmm. I just want us to want to be together and, you know, that be right. Like Kelly said, she's only been in love once. And for me, like, <laughs> I've, I've never seen Ellie so giddy over someone before. And, like, so into really somebody. and at the end, she was crying because she had so much emotion because she was so happy. And I was like, you know, there's something real special there. I'm so happy for you. I'm equally yeah. as happy for you, Beth. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. We're not letting you get away with that. <laughs> Are you in love, honey? Are you in love? <laughs> I, no, I wouldn't say I'm in love, but you know what? Like I think Ellie and I would both chose someone at the end of this and I'm in a really happy place and I'm excited to to see where it's going to go. Like for me, I don't know. We're on I'm, that next stage. Yeah. We're on that next stage of the journey, I guess, where we get to see what happens after. Yeah, we're in real life now. And so I just want time. I just want time to spend, yeah, with my person and just see where life's going to take us now. And has that been hard? Because now you're both in that secretive stage of The Bachelorette that when we talk to past contestants, you're using code names and phones and having to sneak to see each other. <laughs> is that what it's been like? Is it like a spy operation to keep it a secret? It is a bit um but we're so lucky because our turnaround is quite quick so you know we're feeling blessed with that like we've had it better than others in the past but it still makes it tough because you just want to be with them we have code names in our phones there's lots of facetiming yeah. lots of text messages like every day we're on the phone yeah and I guess okay i need to know what the code names are i can't tell you because we yeah i can't tell you you can't. <laughs> Come on. We're only asking because sometimes contestants have a theme, like Matt Agnew called his lady Rose, and then Rose. and then Georgia Love had like like initials for her. So we're always just interested in the code names because sometimes they're quite funny. Mine's an emoji, and it's just a love heart. So actually... I love that. That's smart. Yeah. yeah. So it's not actually anything. It's not like an eggplant or anything. <laughs> <laughs> It's like a heap of thumbs up. Yeah. <laughs> Love, that. Love that energy. <laughs> uh, well, thank you both so much for taking the time to talk to us today. We appreciate you both being so open and honest about everything that's going on. And we interview a lot of people that go through this series so we know what, from an outsider's perspective at least, what an emotional time it is and how stressful it can be. So thank you both for speaking so eloquently about everything. Thank you. This has been so much fun. Thank you, ladies. Yay. We look forward to watching you fall in love. Well, well, and almost love. Almost love. (laughs) (laughs) Bring it on. Bring it on. The Bachelorette Australia premieres tonight at 7.30pm Australian Eastern Standard Time on Network 10. Thank you so much for listening to The Spill today. We hope you enjoyed our Bachelorette interview and it's now Bachelorette season, Laura Brodnick, so buckle up. We're going to be talking about some reality TV every single Thursday, Friday probably. This episode of The Spill is produced by Mel Zauer. We'll see you on mamamia.com.au. Bye. Bye. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of the land we have recorded this podcast on, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to their elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures.